1: Hi, this is Bob Gruen, rock and roll photographer from New York, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs. With host Martin Popov. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out
0: with Martin. Hello once again, this is Martin Popoff, back for another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good folks at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and influential Pantheon Podcast network. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. So this episode, um, this is an episode we just received the shocking news of Eddie Van Halen's death at the age of 65 from throat cancer that he's, uh, he's battled for a number of years. Um, yeah, the whole rock community is in mourning. Um, there's a lot of emails flying around and Facebook messengers, and everybody is uh, talking about their favorite Van Halen moments. Um, I've already done an interview with uh, the Wall Street Journal from Soul. Korea. I've got another one uh, tomorrow morning, 5 in the morning, with a Columbus, Ohio radio station. I've got to write an obituary, um, and I've got to go on someone else's podcast in a few minutes for a um, for uh, my Rush book. My um, that, although the topic might change of that one. But anyways, uh, I'm scheduled to talk about Rush for an hour shortly. But I really wanted to get this episode done. So yeah, essentially, um, we are going to celebrate the life of the great Eddie Van Halen, and I thought a good way to do this in the five songs format is I wanted to um, pick five ways in which uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, inspired the rock world, inspired creators of all sorts, but you know certainly guitarists and bands, obviously, a little more directly. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's incredible thinking of all these different dimensions to uh, the great artistry that Eddie Van Halen brought to us. Um, okay, let's play the first one, and then let's get into it. Uh, this is uh, the great, um, you know, probably the greatest known uh, named guitar solo of all time, maybe the greatest guitar solo of all time, period, uh, in terms of its impact on the world. Take a listen. This is a little bit of Eruption. I'm <laughs> sorry. All right, so uh, I picked something off of the first album, super important. We are going to celebrate here on History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, The Great Life of Eddie Van Halen, episode 67, and we are going to celebrate it, pointing at five ways in which Eddie inspired. This first one uh, is in terms of being a guitar hero. Now, I've always, I've I've argued this a lot, and I've gotten some pushback on it, but I truly believe this. there literally uh before eddie van halen there was one guitar hero that we can really speak of in all the terms of a guitar hero and that's Jimi hendrix there were the more rudimentary caveman guitaros guitar heroes before him eric clapton you know the whole yardbirds thing jeff beck jimmy page jimmy really changed everything and and he was a guitar hero in every way the flamboyance the tone the visuals the doing a a ton of things other people hadn't done and you you know i i've often sort of argued that the likes of your michael shankers and richie richie Blackmores and jimmy page in the 70s now uh, nobody nobody really was a true guitar hero until eddie van halen on that first van halen album february 1978 um you hear in this, you you know, he's, he's bold enough to name a song, um, and, and just basically, you know, give us his, his massive guitar pyrotechnics. Um, I wanted to play you a piece of this song that, uh, shows something that Eddie really brought to the fore. Now, you know, I always get stick for this because I always short, shorten the story, but I did a book called, uh, Unchained, a Van Halen user manual. And I've actually got another Van Halen book that's due out in a couple of months that now I have to change part of it. Um, but you know there's a whole chapter in there on the concept of tapping, and I know a bunch of people did tapping along the way you know there's there's all this myth about Eddie saw Jimmy Page do it or or um or Billy Gibbons do it there's there's um Harvey Mandel, I think that his name is um Obviously, Steve Hackett on uh, you know on Genesis albums, but Eddie really brought it to the fore as one of the big tools in his toolbox, and it is one of the big things about his sound. So here is a uh, here is he is you know doing a, a lot of tapping, a very uh, grand tapping thing. I mean, Judas Priest even did tapping as well. I in fact I did a whole episode of History and Five Songs about tapping, I believe. Uh, anyways, um, so so. Uh, yeah, what Eddie brought to the fore was this idea of guitar heroes. And and essentially, it's Jimi Hendrix and it's Eddie Van Halen and that's it. In fact, I think there's a famous quote from um, Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains basically saying that, and I've always believed that. But after after Eddie Van Halen, the idea of the guitar hero became a regular thing. This is when you got the likes of, uh, you know, the guys that came up with Eddie, although Eddie was the first to make it big, but you had George Lynch and Randy Rhodes and Carlos Cavazzo and Warren Martin. Martini. Um, And after Eddie, the idea of a guitar hero became a thing. The idea of doing guitar instrumental albums became more of a thing. Um, And so you had all this stuff coming out of, you know, essentially these California cats. You had Joe Satriani and you had Steve Vai. So basically, Eddie really kickstarted. Um, you know, intense study of the guitar and the idea of guitar heroes as a regular thing. All through hair metal, you had to have a good guitarist and uh, and that comes from Eddie. So we can really give him a lot of credit for really giving um, the, the concept of playing guitar and elevating it to the next level and truly, truly inspiring a ton of guitarists um, to, uh, to pursue that craft further than they probably thought they were supposed to in the 70s, I suppose. All right. Moving on, um, take a listen to this. This is uh, Van Halen, of course, again with Unchained. Now, I picked this song um, to illustrate uh, a point about Van Halen. It's a little more of an abstract point, but I picked this because it's often cited as the greatest Van Halen song of all time. You know, a lot of people do these polls. Um, people love this song. They love Mean Street. Um, what else is up there? Cradle Will Rock is usually up there pretty high. Um, ain't talking about love. But basically, the point I wanna I want to make with my second pick is... Um, Van Halen, through being so great and making so many great albums so fast, um, and in in a in a kind of a void where there isn't a lot of um, rock coming out of uh, out of California, um, California is kind of dead for rock. I mean, the last big movement that came out of California was the Avocado Mafia, with the whole um, you know singer songwriting thing and the Troubadour and the Eagles and country rock and folk rock and all that, but. Van Halen, um, brought with a bang, uh, excellent, excellent hard rock back to California by being an LA band, by making a record in 78 and a record in 79 and 80 and 81 and 80, 80, 81, uh, 82, something like that. And yeah, 82. That's right. So, so like five records before hair metal even started. So I, I want to give Eddie Van Halen and the band the credit with the second track of basically shifting the fulcrum and the, and the attention back to California. And California is now going to have a massive heyday with the whole hair metal scene, which is going to last all through the 80s, all the way up until 1991. Like, California is the focus, the nexus again, of hard rock or or all rock in general. I mean, London always has its time, but, you know, England basically, you know, at least in our, our small orbit and probably a number of orbits, um, but definitely this one, there was the new wave of British heavy metal, and soon as that door shut around 1983 on that... The, the, the focus shifted back to California. Bands would move to California all from all over America to try to make it. And this is Van Halen. Van Halen essentially... Um, you know they're the major inspiration for the entire California hard rock hair metal scene uh, that 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 kicked off basically in 1983 with the likes of Dokken and Rad and Quiet Riot. It's all Van Halen's fault and uh, and to their credit, I mean, as a bridge band in there, you also have Motley Crue as well. But uh, but but certainly, you know, out of nowhere comes this great band and they're just doing you know doing lots of records and what, when there's no one else around. There's maybe Sammy Hager somewhat around, there's Ronnie Montrose and Gamma, but there's not a lot of hard rock that is, that you know, people that are making records uh, of this stuff then. So so credit Van Halen um, for essentially, uh, you know, making California the center of the music industry again for a, a solid golden platinum 10 years. All right, with that, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. All right, here we are back again on kind of a sad episode of uh, History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. We are celebrating the life of Eddie Van Halen, who died uh, today as we speak, uh, October sixth, twenty twenty, throat cancer, age of sixty five. Uh, take a listen to our third selection. This is Up for Breakfast. <laughs> Now, the reason I picked this odd track, uh, it's a later period track, a Sammy Hager track. It's not even on any uh, any of the official full-length studio albums. Um Because uh, what we're doing with this episode is celebrating how Eddie inspired uh, the rock and roll world, uh, inspired people to make better art um, through his own artistry, five different ways. I picked this uh, as a great illustration of the brown sound and Eddie as a gearhead, uh, daring production values. I love this up for breakfast track. A lot of people don't think it's that great a track. You know, it's a typical tossed off Sammy Hager lyric. Um, but I often I often argued that the Van Halen Brown sound, this thing that they they created Eddie with his guitar tone, but I also always include Alex in that with his drum sound and and what Ted Templeman uh, was doing for the band. I always argued that it doesn't exist on the first album and it comes to the fore on the second album Van Halen Two, and then they really really get inside the guts and the and the machine of this Brown sound album on, uh, women and children first and fair warning, but up into the Sammy Hager years, you know, on 5150 and OU812 and these later tracks, I thought they really took this production thing to the extreme. So this is, this is a great thing we have to celebrate Eddie for. Eddie was so important to those guitar magazines because he's such a gearhead. He loved gear to the detriment of putting out enough records that you know to to fulfill all of our our loving fans uh you know thirst for van halen albums we didn't get that many because eddie is is he's a mad genius he was a tinker he loved gear he loved production he loved pedals and and taking apart guitars and putting them back together so he had all these sponsorships and all these sponsored guitars and and um And so this is another, this is another thing that we need to celebrate. He's a bit like a Ronnie Montrose in that respect, right? Um, so, so essentially, um, track three celebrates the Brown sound, this, this great distinct, um, production tone, this loud, raucous thing that we got out of the combination, uh, between, uh, Eddie and his brother, Alex, um, and working with Ted Templeman, but also just um, you know this. Uh, so it's guitar tone, it's it's extreme production, and you hear that on this uh, this crushing, crushing, uh, very clear but still booming uh, sound that they get on this uh, this great up for breakfast track. All right, moving on. Our fourth track here on History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, celebrating the life of Eddie Van Halen. This is another way that he inspired. Um, Take a listen to this. This is uh, I'll Wait off the 1984 album. All right. So what we're celebrating here, of course, is uh, and also as, as you'll notice that I just it just reminded me of this, um, we are celebrating Eddie through these song clips. Uh, not all of them are going to be thirty full seconds. Um, but uh, there's a reason for that. A uh, lot of Mar, thirty seconds. This is all about Eddie. Um, so I picked another instrumental passage here on All Weight, and of course, what we're celebrating here is the idea of keyboards. Eddie is one of the key guys who had that um, that fearlessness, that that lack of ego, if you will. I mean, I you know everybody in Van Halen had egos to to some degree, and you know different dynamic types of egos, but. Um, I always found it really cool and courageous and remarkable that Eddie would, um, you know, essentially be the greatest guitar player of all time. You know, a lot of people do say that. I mean, for his contribution over and above even Jimi Hendrix, um, a lot of people will pick Eddie as the greatest guitarist that ever lived, right? Um, But um, for the greatest guitar player of all time, to uh, to essentially put the guitar aside and say you know what I'm I'm a musician uh, I want to do what's right for the song so he picked up you know the rudimentary idea of first you know synthesizers and then he would play a little more piano so you get some pretty stark uh, you know normal piano um, that almost sounds like hey good hardy classical piano across some of these Sammy Hager type songs you know moving into that ballad zone but uh, but pretty remarkable that Eddie would um, you know, that Eddie would basically say, you know what, this doesn't need guitar, this needs synthesizer, this needs a piano, and obviously the most shocking example of that we ever got was when Jump came out as an advanced single uh, from this album, and, and we heard a song that it was essentially based around a synthesizer riff and not a guitar riff, and you know credit to Eddie Van Halen, the, the, the creator, the inventor, the great musician, the world absolutely embraced that song once the shock wore off um you know other bands that have done this is uh, is Geddy Lee with uh, Rush. You know he he would put aside his bass and and they had a lot of songs on keyboards. I suppose the first guy that that uh, deserves quite a bit of credit for this is John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Uh, he you know he there a lot of those Led Zeppelin songs have legendary keyboard parts and that comes from John Paul Jones. And then famously and notoriously on their very last album In Through the Outdoor from 1979, there's a lot of keyboards on that because that was an album where John Paul Jones did a lot of the work on, right? Um, but, um, yeah, you listen to, uh, you listen to I'll Wait, which is, uh, one of my favorite Van Halen songs and Jump is a great Van Halen song. Um, there's a little bit of exploration of this, uh, on the, um, you know one uh, one foot out the door i believe i i, I keep forgetting the story how much that <laughs> that is a that is a a monster mutation between guitar and keyboard or not or if it's just synthesizer um but you hear you hear the exploration of these sounds but they're more or less sounds and it really comes to the fore on the 1984 album what else on this album pretty much not not really much else i mean i i think the rest of it's pretty guitar-y um but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is in use as we move on. Well, even on up for breakfast, there's a, uh, there's a pulsating synthesizer part on that. And you listen to something like, uh, mine all mine, which is one of my favorite, um, Van Halen songs on OU812, you know, that's got a lot of keyboard ness to it. Um, so there you go, fearless, uh, fearless guy, and and like I say, in a way, putting aside ego uh, to to essentially say, "I'm the greatest guitar player of all time." What else is there, um, you know, to life to enjoy out in this world? I'm gonna I'm gonna teach myself to be a keyboardist. Um, so that was really cool about Van Halen. All right, moving on. Um, our fifth selection here on history and five songs. Um, take a listen to this. This is "Loss of Control." Okay, I wanted to pick this song. Um, to illustrate uh, our fifth point of great inspiration. I think it's the most important point because it's the most universal point about what Eddie brought to the world. This idea of fearless creativity. Van Halen was such a creative band. They could go all over the place. You never knew what was going to happen next. I always um, I always have this sort of, um, this connotation of white knuckle, right? You're hanging on to dear life with white knuckles. I've often said that about the likes of Black Sabbath Sabotage. Or even never say die um but i love this idea and a lot of things the who did you know pete townsend such a creative guy well eddie van halen is a you know a, a greatly intensely creative guy and um you know weird weird songs like loss of control or even fools or even everybody wants somehow deconstructed that is and and those great sounds on end the cradle will rock um you know one foot out the door romeo delight um what else um uh, you know they started out uh, as a little safer of a band but we've talked about 1984 how keyboards is is you know a fearlessly creative thing to do but i wanted to pick a song where you go like these guys are nuts like what are these guys up to and that's what people loved about van halen as well um it it wasn't it was uh, you know rarely you know, really safe. And, and as time went on, they did other not safe things like not making a lot of records. Right. Um, and, uh, and the sounds and, and moving into that more melodic zone with Sammy Hager. I mean, I mean, even that leap of faith there, uh, into Sammy Hager. Well, I guess he's not the craziest choice in the world, but remember that one time, I mean, they were, they were talking about having a female lead singer at one point, wasn't Sass Jordan, uh, possibly up for the job at one point. Um, but uh, and then finally, when they made their last record, they also did another really unsafe thing, and they went back and mined their 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 earliest material. And out of all the bands I can think of, this is actually a really cool point about Van Halen and, and creativity. Um, out of all the bands um, that that you know, maybe maybe you didn't even expect them to make a comeback album that actually turned out to be one of the heaviest albums of their career. That's what a different kind of truth is. Like, talk about pleasing the metalheads. I mean, the metalheads were ecstatic when that record came out because it was so fiery and guitar-y and non keyboardy I think famously, it may not have any keyboards on it. I, I can't quite remember the story of that. You learn these things and you forget them, right? Um, but, Certainly, I can't even think of any keyboards on it. And it's just like guitar pyrotechnics, fast songs, heavy songs start to finish. And almost everything on that was based on, you know, super early, um, super early things they did. That's the other thing about Van Halen being creative. They always had tons and tons of stuff in the vaults. And imagine all this time Eddie's been spending, um, you know, basically working in 5150 his home studio. I mean, people have told me like there's thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of great guitar that Eddie, uh, recorded that, that we've never heard yet. Right. But just, and you know, in terms of the great songs, um, you know, we we see an example of this coming up with this different kind of truth album. So so this great, um, you know, basically saying I'm I'm not going to make a super commercial album. I'm going to make an album for those original fans who were with me from the beginning, the metal heads and that's what you got with that great album. Um, you know, people were stunned when they heard that, and, and it wasn't a huge success. And and you know, what does Eddie care? He's he's an artist. He's creative. He doesn't he doesn't care if it's great success. You know, and the and the other thing, uh, you know, along. Those lines look at the three album he made with Gary Sharon. Now, now you know, most people, myself included, don't call it a great album, but talk about a deconstructive deconstructed, creatively brave album. It's an album that famously and notoriously, you know, all of us complain that it doesn't really have that many songs on it. It's it's very strange. Eddie even does a lead vocal on it. And by the way, what a great singer Eddie is. I mean, he does a great job of that. He's got a great voice and he can sing. And yet he never gave us a lot of that over the years, right? But that album... That album is creatively really brave and weird. Um, It's got a lot of kind of instrumental stuff on, it. I know we've all complained about that, and Sammy's even complained himself about how on the Balance album there was too much dicking around, you know, too many little weird instrumental passages. But there again uh, is Van Halen being creatively brave. They're going to give you what they're inspired to give you. The albums may not even be that long, and, and eventually, like I'm saying, they were actually spread out a lot through time, and we didn't get a lot of them. Um, but what a creative band in so many ways. So that's why I wanted to pick, pick this loopy, strange song that I remember hearing the very first time I heard it. I went, what are these guys up to? This is nuts, right? So it's it's kind of like speed metal, thrash metal, country country rock in terms of a melody uh, on this song. Uh, it's a little bit like uh, like southern rock metal, Um and, and yeah, the whole record was, was you know, there was a lot of strange creative stuff on it. So yeah, they, they, they gave you all sorts of strange things along the way. So yeah, to recap, that was our last track. We had a track that represented Eddie as a guitar hero. We had a track that represented Eddie being the greatest ambassador for California Um, That probably Rock ever had because he basically shifted this massive, massive industry back to California for a lot of years through just being great. And just being Van Halen and and just the grandness and greatness of this band, this Led Zeppelin-esque band, this Who-esque band. We had a track that represented Eddie the Gearhead, the brown sound thing. That's why I played up for breakfast. We had a track that represented Eddie the Keyboardist, and we had a track that represented the most important thing for all artists— creativity uh and so eddie was just a a, a creative genius and a fearless creative guy he didn't mind making mistakes giving us his mistakes if he believed in them um and and said hey take a listen to this um so yeah we got this this great amazing catalog gone too soon eddie van halen 65 years old uh on this day october 6th 2020 there you go if you like this show and want to support future episodes, please go to Kofi Kofi um, what is it? Ko-fi k-o-fi.com slash martinpopoff. Hit the red support button. Uh, buy me a coffee or a pint. Um, they have this kind of $3 thing that they're doing there. PayPal, no fees. Um, very, very easy to do. I want to thank Augustin Garcia de Paredes, Kevin Latham, Blaze Barshaw, Andy, Bruce Campbell, Robbie Yates, and Brent Bolden for their kind support. Many repeat supporters here, which uh, which is really gratifying to see as well. Again, you can go to martinpopoff.com for my books. A lot of books in print. Like I say, I've got this big thing cool Van Halen trivia book that came out uh, last year or the year before called Unchained, a Van Halen user manual and I've got a big um, heavy coffee table book through my publisher Weimer in the UK that has been finished and approved Uh, and now I'm going to have to make some changes due to this sad news but that's that's basically a visual Van Halen, a visual biography just like my Blue Oyster Cult one which I have Um, so I'll have those later on in the year Um, but yes, I have some rewriting to do tomorrow as well as an obituary. So very sad news, uh, cancer, um, you know, throat cancer. We've, we've heard about this all through the years with Eddie. Um, but I guess it came back. Um, you know, it's, it's been quiet from the camp, Eddie and Janie. Wolfie wrote a really nice, uh, right, really nice tweet praising Eddie as the best father a kid could have. Um, you saw the love between those two, um, and he's had this long, stable life with, uh, with Janie as well, who's always been great uh, in the Van, Van Halen camp. Always quick to answer emails and stuff when I would email her and, and things. So um, so yeah, um, there you go, Eddie Van Halen. Um, we shall sign off. This is Martin Popoff for History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Bye for now.
1: Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com. Or wherever you listen to great podcasts, all songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the R N R A P. We are on Instagram at rnrarchaeology. N R Archaeology. Tweet us at rnrarchaeology. N R Archaeology.